When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, remember all those calls for the Steelers to trade for Deshaun Watson? LOL, Pittsburgh. LOL. Welcome to your Steelers update podcast from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. This is why the Steelers' brain trust might know a wee bit more than the average Ginzer fan out there in Steelers Nation. When reports surfaced that Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson was disgruntled down there in Houston and clamoring for a high-profile trade to another team, more than a few Steelers fans piped up in Pittsburgh that their favorite football team should make the deal, whatever the cost. Flash forward a couple of months and now, Deshaun Watson is embroiled in an ugly sexual scandal that could lead to his lengthy suspension by the NFL, not to mention personal lawsuits and perhaps even criminal proceedings. Let's face it, there was never really any legit chance that the Steelers were going to ransom the future to trade for Watson anyway. But the vast amount of what the average fan doesn't know could feel Heinz Field. This episode involving Watson and the Steelers' supposedly golden opportunity to snatch him is now Exhibit 1. You should have known it was a pipe dream, Pittsburgh, when the blonde bomber turned bombastic broadcaster, Terry Bradshaw, was stirring the Watson to the Steelers' pot. Here's this via USA Today Steelers Wire. Quote, Bradshaw was asked about what he thought of the Steelers trying to make a deal for Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, and Bradshaw could not hold back his excitement. He said he hadn't really thought about it, but called Watson one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and if the Steelers could land him, it would be awesome. Yeah, right. Hey, but some Steelers analysts took the time to work out hypothetical trade scenarios that would have landed Watson in Pittsburgh. Hint, Martians landing in the still city would have been more realistic. Hey, but if you like football fiction, check it out. And Steelers fans were supposedly betting big on their team trading for Watson out there in Vegas. What are the odds of that? Well, apparently they were pretty long indeed, and the Steelers came up snake eyes. Well, the fans did, not the Steelers themselves. But it is true that blockbuster deals are becoming increasingly commonplace in today's NFL. Heck, there were more than a few fans saying that the Steelers should trade for New York Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. Yet the team that did just end up making that deal, the Carolina Panthers, aren't even ruling out drafting a quarterback at the end of this month. So what gives? Well, the Steelers always choose to proceed with caution and conservatism, just as they always have. When they see true talent and future value, 
Pittsburgh will not hesitate to pounce, as the team did to pony up a number one draft pick to pry safety Minka Fitzpatrick from the Miami Dolphins. That worked, even if the cost appeared high at the time. Heck, it was too high, according to many fans and supposedly some smart Steelers analysts, at least when the deal was made. They have since eaten their words and now have cleared their throats of crow in order to raise their voices to cheer on, said Minka Fitzpatrick. It's increasingly clear the Steelers have a prototype they prefer for their next quarterback after Big Ben Roethlisberger. I believe that the closest personification of that Pittsburgh prototype is Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. The problem is Fields will be off the draft board by the second or third pick come April 29th. Still, there's a largely hidden silver lining that should bolster the spirits of black and gold faithful. That is the quarterback the Steelers picked up for basically nothing at the end of last season. I'm speaking of fellow Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins Jr., also a former first-round pick just last year, whom the Steelers stole for a song. Let's keep an eye on his development throughout the offseason and especially in training camp. I'm betting it's going to be very, very interesting. Everybody's talking about giving Mason Rudolph one last chance to prove he could become Ben Roethlisberger's heir apparent. But they're missing the real plan for the post-Roethlisberger era in Pittsburgh. I believe the quarterback the Steelers are looking to groom is Haskins. Of course, we must temper any expectations here, just as the Steelers have. This franchise proceeds with caution, and they will apply that same philosophy to Haskins, especially when it comes to his off-the-field issues. In today's NFL, would-be stars, most notably quarterbacks, get paid before they actually perform on the field. This can twist motivation, sap work ethic, and lead to embarrassing incidents, all rooted in too much money and too little structure. Inexplicably, Haskins, who was just handed the starting job in Washington, celebrated by showing up at a strip club in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. He made it rain all right, and the downpour of bad publicity washed him right out of D.C. Now with the Steelers, Haskins must realize he has a golden opportunity with the black and gold. I believe he also has the right coaching in place to make sure he doesn't blow it. This is the low-cost, conservative way the Steelers could move on from Ben Roethlisberger after this season, or maybe even during this coming season. And if it isn't, they will move on from Haskins without having risked a thing. Smart. Very smart. The Steelers are suddenly a very intriguing team. They've been conservative in free agency, and I believe they have a master strategy for this year's draft. A lot of the so-called smart money is saying the pick will be Alabama running back Najee Harris at Selection 24. But don't rule out some major wheeling and dealing by GM Kevin Colbert and company to trade down for more picks as the Steelers look to stock up and plug holes in their depleted roster, especially on defense. The next few weeks are going to be what really transforms your football team. It's going to be wild. Expect the unexpected. Yet one of the biggest moves shaping the Steelers' future 
may have already been made in the form of picking up Haskins from the NFL scrap pile. And that's where once expensive Deshaun Watson soon seems to be headed. The scrap pile. If so, these old school Steelers will have become modern NFL recyclers, finding the team's next quarterback in the trash. We shall see. Pittsburgh, we shall see. But right now, let's survey all of Steelers Nation as anticipation builds for the all-important 2021 draft. I have the best takes on what your favorite football team might do, including this budding romance for putting running back Najee Harris in a black and gold uniform. Funny how it all seems like one giant Steelers head fake for its real plan to reload at pass rusher high in this draft. After all, your Steelers have been running rings around so-called draft experts for decades. Why change now? Hint, they won't. So let's get right to what actually could transpire. Here is Mark Caboli writing for The Athletic and revealing that these Steelers aren't rebuilding. They are boldly reloading for a 2021 run and for the future as well. Caboli starts off by quoting Steelers president Art Rooney II, who states very plainly what the Pittsburgh plan really is. In fact, it's just three letters, win. Rooney says, quote, we're not going to sit here and say, okay, we're three years away. I mean, we're just not going to look at it that way. We're going to put the best team on the field that we can next year and do our best to compete and win the division and move on, unquote. Caboli writes that Rooney and company have lived up to this win now and win tomorrow approach. He writes, quote, the Steelers haven't had a losing record in 17 years and had almost as many Super Bowl championships, six, as losing seasons, seven, over the past 50 years. So they'll never wave the white flag for any season. That's especially true when they have a franchise quarterback still at their disposal, and all pro players on defense like T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward. So to hell with the future, right? Well, actually, not really. It's been quite the opposite when you look at it closely. The Steelers are in the process of what could be a well-crafted plan that gives them every opportunity to win this year and build a team that can compete in 2022 and beyond. The Steelers currently have only 22 players under contract for the 2022 season. That's second fewest in the league. And they have the most cap space, $106 million, and effective cap space, $90 million, in the NFL based on a $203 million cap projection next year. In 2023, they have only six players under contract as of now and will have somewhere in the neighborhood of $194 million to spend depending on how high the new television deal affects the cap. Right now, that projection is at 20, $225 million, unquote. All from the very astute Mark Caboli. In other words, he's saying the Steelers have afforded themselves maximum flexibility to fill the team with potential in 2021, yet have the salary cap firepower and the contract freedom to reload as they move into 2022 and beyond. Caboli concludes with this, quote, 
can the Steelers build a roster over the next two years that can compete? That's probably one of the reasons why general manager Kevin Colbert will be around until least May of 2022 and possibly beyond. It's a critical span for what this team can become. The Steelers can shock the league this year and be right there in the end as a playoff team. That's all you can really ask for. If it all goes bad, what did you lose? You weren't going to bring back Bud Dupree even if they stripped the team down to studs this year. Now they have a chance to run it back with a core group of players. Yet regardless of what happens between September and early January with these Steelers, changes are coming. Big changes are coming. You just might not be able to see that because you're too interested in complaining that they decided to bring back Ben Roethlisberger and handing the reins over to see what Mason Rudolph can do. That's fair, but understand that a wise man, Mr. Miyagi, once said, things aren't always as they seem. The Steelers' refusal to accept that they are near the end with this group is a perfect example of that. Unquote, all from Mark Caboli, writing for The Athletic. Hey, could the Steelers really have the best of both worlds? Win now and win tomorrow, too? Well, it's not impossible. Perhaps not even improbable. Yes, I'm saying there's a chance. The Steelers are smart. Conservative? Yeah, but smart. Damn smart. That's why I'm not buying all the runaway romance that's blooming between Najee Harris and the Steelers. The narrative is that the grounded Steelers absolutely must select the runner at pick 24 should Harris be there, but it seems increasingly forced, almost like a head fake designed to cover up what the Steelers really covet, a premier pass rusher to pair with T.J. Watt. Consider this as reported by RenegadeBlitz.com, quote, Najee Harris recently sat down with the Adam Schefter podcast and was asked who was the best interview during his pre-draft meeting thus far. Harris pointed out that the interviews with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the draft process were the best he's had. He says the Steelers had their entire management and technical committee during the meetings. Included in those meetings were Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and members of the Steelers' defense. Here's Najee Harris on playing for the Steelers. Quote, It's not my decision. As I said, I'm just waiting for who will choose me. I do not make decisions. The only things I can control today are how I train and how I play. Probably you, Schefter, must know more than me, unquote. But even Adam Schefter said during his podcast, he could bet seeing Najee Harris as a Pittsburgh Steelers in the near future. Harris has met with the Pittsburgh Steelers in person and through a Zoom call thus far. Harris called Mike Tomlin really cool and said Tomlin even asked him some questions, but he was not specific on what Tomlin did ask him. Hearing these details now makes us think the Steelers are very serious about possibly drafting Najee Harris if he falls to them in the first round. I believe he won't be there by the second round, so if Najee Harris is sitting there with their number 24 pick, they better take him, unquote. All from renegadeblitz.com. Now, my take may be a little more unromantic. You know, that 
big movie romance, Jerry Maguire, he might have had Renee Zellweger at Hello. But Najee Harris lost me when he gushed to Adam Schefter that Mike Tomlin was really cool. Hey, that sounds more like junior high school than the shrewd, cold-eyed Steelers draft room. Don't buy it, Pittsburgh. Do not buy it. But do stick with us as we keep covering your favorite football team in the big run-up to the all-important NFL Draft. That's where history has shown absolutely anything can happen. Your Pittsburgh Steelers will be on the clock very, very soon. So keep tuning in to your Steelers Update podcast. Download the audio wherever you download your favorite podcast. And just make it easy on yourself. Sign up so you get the podcast automatically fresh and new every Wednesday afternoon. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.